Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, Patrick. How's it going? Pretty good, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Um, Really enjoyed that halftime show, and I'm not... I know you are... I was trying to explain this to Ruth, that you like Rihanna the way I like Kelly Clarkson. I feel like that's a fairly accurate statement. And I said, I said, I liked... I said, I even I said I'm not huge on Rihanna, but uh, even I love that halftime show. I mean, that's yeah. that was amazing. Just the, we were talking about how amazing just the choreography was, just to pull all of that off between the people, between the people on the ground and the people up in the elevated risers or whatever. Right. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, it's. Yeah, I was like, she's got plenty of songs, so she mm-hmm. doesn't need she doesn't need anybody else coming out to guest. She can yeah. do it herself, and this is her first performance in a while, like a live performance. So I wasn't expecting too much, you know. Right. But um, <clears throat> I just want to hear the songs. That's all. Yeah. See her kind of do her thing, and then at the end when she started kind of elevating, I'm like, please don't go too high. I don't want something to happen. <laughs> right. You know, for those that don't know, she is pregnant and knocked it out of the park. Yeah. I mean, she was doing so, a dance, but like, all right, okay. I said, okay. Well, she was doing one of those dances. I said, I looked at Ruth, I go, she ain't careful. That baby's going to come right on out. <laughs> Baby, they're just rocking. Yep. It's like, well, it's like, it's come past out. my bedtime. <laughs> Why She'll come out doing the choreography when she come out. Yep. Or he, he or she. Sure. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that is, uh, won't be a, won't be short on talent. That's for sure. No. <clears throat> uh, man. Yeah, that was the only no. thing I wanted to watch, so. I think I missed maybe one of the songs and then I was hearing it from the living room cause I don't have it on yeah. my TV. Okay. So I just watched it off the Fox sports app when I heard gotcha. her voice coming from the living room. Like, Oh, it's time. Yeah. So, <laughs> Excuse uh, me. <laughs> yeah. Went, went, back, went on there and watched it. And then as soon as the performance was over, all right, I'm done. Yep. That's kind of how it was. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, have, I, have, I wasn't watching the, the game. I'm trying my best not to watch any trailers, see anything that's come out. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not going to be able to avoid any screenshots. I've already seen some screenshots from that trailer you sent me. Man, my uh, dude. I saw like a little bit of a clip. And I'm like, nope. I want to try as much as possible. Okay. To try to go in blind. But uh, I'm, I might fail, but I'm going to try my best. To- so <clears throat> I will, I'll give you this. I'll, I'll tell you this much. As we're kind of go ahead and we're kind of segueing into trailers anyways. We'll talk about the ones that dropped not only this week, but obviously at Super Bowl. Uh, so this week, early on, uh, a couple days ago, on the 10th, they dropped the Fast 10 trailer, or as I like to call it, they dropped three quarters of the movie. <laughs> it was a four-minute long trailer. Really? For what oh. reason? For what reason? It's like, like. <laughs> dude, if we're on our 10th, y'all are on your 10th movie. You already have a built-in fan base that's going right. to be there. Yep. It's like Coke or Pepsi spending millions on commercials. Like, listen, I think I think everybody's kind of hooked. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't even know why you're not spending all now. that money. Yeah. They're not by now, just 
Lost cause. <laughs> right. You're spending yeah. too much money on uh, no reason. Yeah. I and it <laughs> kind of reminds me of this this uh, meme I saw. It's like, have you ne- ever noticed you've never seen a commercial for microwaves? <laughs> it's like, huh, that's yeah. that's damn. I don't think I've even seen or a toaster. I don't think I've even seen one for a toaster. <laughs> no, if you're in the store, you see it. I know what I, How about that kind of need. Yeah, I, need, yeah. Yeah, I know what huh. it does. Yeah. Cool. That's yeah. Again, Hop again, my shopping same, cart. Right, exactly. It's same and again, same thing for <laughs> same thing for these Fast and Furious movie trailers. There is abs- There is zero reason for y'all to have dropped a four minute trailer all you had to do was just show clips of just like those little short quick clips you know with the you know intense like music action sequence it's like, just this yeah happens fade to what, black this boom, happens fade to boom, black boom boom and it's Fast just later yeah. this year <laughs> cars cars driving things exploding and then a slow you know where you slowly zoom in to the car door and the door opens, and then you see boots hit the ground, literally. And then you zoom up, and then the little, sh- 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 you know, quick takes. And yeah. then it goes straight to Momoa's face, and there's your villain. Yeah. And then it shows why. And you don't even have to tell why you should care that he's a bad guy. Just be like, oh, he's in this. Great. And then. Again, Brie Larson's there, riding on the motorcycle or whatever. Yeah. And then, and then, dude from Reacher's in it also. So I'm there. And then, and then you show uh, Dom's kid, and then uh, family, and then boom. Three ways time family. <laughs> boom, coming out in May. Done. <laughs> like that's it literally <clears throat> a minute and a half and you would have you would have had everybody yeah four so, minute long trailer they don't need I'm another like, trailer then no they, put, they don't they put that they can, out they shorten that out <laughs> yes a hundred percent that's about it don't show anything new just use this as your tv spot trailer your minute and a half long trailer just trim it down like, I haven't seen it, but I'm just saying. The, like, uh, I'm here to tell you <clears throat> the best trailer for, that I've seen for Fast and Furious because there's only been two was the Super Bowl spot that showed up boom, 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 like 30 seconds full trailer online. Yeah, yeah, that's and honestly, <laughs> hey, and that's most of the trailers that they showed for this Super Bowl. Yeah, is shoot, do, 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 full, full trailer, trailer online. You know, yeah, make it like, oh man, I got to go watch this now. Yeah. So, anyways, I, I've been mad for three days about this damn Fast and Furious trailer. I I'm excited. I'm still excited to go see it, but I, I just hate that they showed so much. I'm like, is yeah. this literally this dude's first day cutting trailers? Right. Like who they approved want, it? Who approved or or is it somebody's last day? It's like I am not messing with this damn trailer that they just give me. It's my last day. I don't care. Submit. All right, I'm done. Out. Like people are gonna watch it anyway. <laughs> they see the yeah. whole movie. Whatever. Yeah. They come to watch it for the other. Yeah. Fifty six minutes. Right. <laughs> or two hours. Exactly. Whatever. Oh man. Meanwhile, 
the flash trailer dropped and I knew it was dropping at a specific time before the game. I'm like, all right, I'm going to find, I finally found it. And as someone that is a huge Batman fan, uh, this movie should be called Batman and the flash. And that's it. (laughs) That's, I mean, really that's, uh, justice, justice league. Yeah. Justice league flight. (laughs) Cause it's, Cause it, cause the, it, are you okay if I, I mean, cause you can look it up, look it up on IMDb to see who was in this. So me telling you who's yeah. in it is is not going to ruin it for it's you. Not, okay. No, All right. Okay. Right. Okay. So General Zod is in it. Okay. Um, Michael Shannon reprising his role. Cause we're still doing Snyderverse, uh, characters. Okay. Affleck back as Batman. Um, Obviously, Ezra Miller's return is Flash, but whatever. Um, yeah, for whatever. Uh, hashtag not my Flash. Um, and then, uh, of course, Keaton as Batman, and you see Keaton as Batman. Mm-hmm. You see the Batmobile. You get eighty-nine Batmobile. You get eighty-nine Batwing. Um, and but uh, you know, because Flash does what he does best and that's F up the timeline. So you don't get Superman, but you do get Supergirl. So you do get Kara. So, and this is completely different one. That's from the TV show. So it's a new, new Supergirl. Boom. And yeah, that's pretty much all I'm going to tell you from there. But it's, if you're like me and you love Batman, this is everything you want from from a multiverse uh, DC multiverse movie, essentially. You get your multiple variants or whatever you want to call it. Uh, different Earth Batman. Bitman? Batman. <laughs> um, but it looks awesome. I mean, it looks it, it, it even it, even if the story sucks. Just the nostalgia of seeing all these different, yeah, of seeing these different characters, these different actors play these characters. Just like during the Crisis of Infinite Earths uh, on the Flash TV show. You know, you got to see um, Brendan Routh play Superman again. It was, you didn't really care about anything. You just want to see these characters, Kevin Conroy play Batman and always yeah. Bruce Wayne in. Yeah, it's I mean it's all worth it. <clears throat> so So Flash trailer really enjoyed and didn't show everything. It showed just the perfect amount to keep you wanting keep you guessing what's gonna go happen. And it was very enjoyable. I loved it. I, I was very giddy afterwards. I was pleased, I guess. I'm I might break down and watch that one. That part of the old I mean because <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, it's it's re- you're really not gonna be I don't think it's going to ruin the experience of going to see that movie okay. is a good way to put it because it's not showing you any of the plot. I mean, other than he fucks up, I mean, flash screws up the timeline. That's what he does. I mean, that's just the character. They pretty much put it out there with this movie. So <clears throat> says, uh, yeah. yeah, well, it's a right. And well, and it's based off the flashpoint storyline, which is one of my favorite flash storylines, uh, that there is like, I, like I have like the hardbound. Yeah, no, it's, I love that storyline. And the the animated movie that they did of Flashpoint 
it's good. Um, now, this Flash movie that's coming out isn't going to be verbatim because I don't remember there being a Supergirl in that one. So they're taking they're just being we'll say, we'll say we'll say they're being inspired by the Flashpoint storyline. They're not trying to take the exact storyline and put it into a movie, but they're definitely taking taking some inspiration from it. There we go. Okay. Um, next, we have another guard. We have the official, I guess, Guardians three trailer, which again really didn't show much. Um, it's fairly similar than to the original um, Guardians three trailer that dropped not too long ago, but it's it still looks. I mean, it looks. It looks like it'll be a good way to wrap up the movie. I'm not. I don't know. This I the second Guardians movie was a little. I wasn't as impressed with. Loved the first one, but the second one didn't really impress me a whole lot. Yeah. Um. But Guardians and Thor and Guardians and, you know, other things. Even the holiday special was great. So I'm just being cautiously optimistic about this one. We'll just see. Right. But it's also because they're not showing a whole lot. So. It's good. Uh, they did drop another Transformers Rise of the Beast trailer too, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's going to be whatever. Um, and then another Creed three uh, game, big game spot. But I mean that first trailer is all I needed. I mean, same. So like I'm done. Like I'm already, yeah, I'm already there opening night. You ain't got to worry about me. <laughs> that tech, <clears throat> consider that seat filled. I'll say what thing about the Transformers. At least it's not Michael Bay directing it. So that much I know. It's true. Yeah. So there's, you know, at least that. Hope Maybe he's it, supervising yeah. the action yeah. action stuff, which, you know, he's great at. Just staying away from the story. <laughs> right. And that's kind of what he needs to do, because oof. <laughs> oof. Um, but yeah, it... it I'm excited for these movies coming out. Uh, Rise of the Beast is directed by Stephen Cable Cable Jr. Uh, He did. He directed. uh, Looks like he direct. He directed um, Transformers: Earthspark, which I think you watched. I feel like. And he directed uh, Creed Two, because Coogler was directing. Black Panther during that time. Right. Creed 2 was good. I did enjoy it, so we'll see. But yeah, that's what we have for trailers. Um, and I knew we were going to get some good ones, or at least some new ones, because of the Super Bowl. It's looking good, though. I'm just happy to finally get a real Flash trailer. So, for a movie that we weren't sure... <laughs> we that we weren't sure if it was going to get the Black Widow treatment and just keep getting pushed back, you know. Because the lead actor can't stay out of trouble. Um, I think they should go ahead and release that Batgirl movie. If they're sticking with Ezra Miller, if they're they're sticking with Ezra Miller, even if the Batgirl movie turns out to not be good, just put it on HBO Max. Yeah, at this point. Yeah, at this point. They said they they it's pretty much done. It is done. It's done. So they just they just need to release it. They they literally didn't do anything for marketing. Is all they did. All they have to, they wouldn't have to, yeah. I'm sure there's already a poster made, or that it wouldn't cost anything to make a poster. Just a shadow drop it. Yeah. Boom. They could probably steal a fan made uh, uh, poster and just pay them for it. Right. 
right? <laughs> I guarantee any DC artist would probably gladly make one. Yeah. Just, like just do an animated, boom, done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <sighs> All right. Shall we get into it? Sure. All righty. Rockin' Roller. Regular. I think I'm going first uh, this week. So today, Grayson and I had a 80s-themed uh, daddy-daughter date. All right. Movie date. No, like, there wasn't, like, any, like, real reason to do it other than I had gotten her a new shirt that says girls just want to have 80s fun. <laughs> and so I... Uh, so I got her that shirt, and then I found like a headband, like a lace headband, and in the uh, the little uh, kind of net gloves mm-hmm. that Madonna used to wear. It was like a little set, and it was really cute, and it was purple. And it came with like lightning bolt earrings, but the earrings are too big, too big for her uh, for her ears, too heavy, I guess it should say, for her ears. So she didn't wear those, which is fine. And then I got. I had a pair of really cool 80s sunglasses, but I could not, I have not been able to find them since we moved. Big shocker. So I ordered another pair. And anyway, so she wore that. And then I kind of wore an outfit, wore a couple of my little 80s pins. I found my Sophia Petrillo um, Golden Girls pin. And then I found my $2 weight fee pin that our buddies uh, sent me and um, put that there. Or put that on my jacket like they used to do in the 80s, you know, wear pins on jackets. And then, yeah, in the shirt I'm wearing tonight, same shirt I was wearing earlier, a little Hurley shirt that I found at Kohl's. So, yeah. and then boom. And then, anyways, we went and saw uh, the only kids' movie playing right now. It's an animated film from, from our friends across the pond called The Amazing Maurice. The story follows Maurice, a goofy streetwise cat who has the perfect money-making scam. He finds a dumb-looking kid who plays the plays a pipe and has his very own horde of rats who are strangely literate. So this movie is based on the book The Amazing Maurice and his educated rats. So, or well-educated rats. The movie stars the voice talents of Hugh Laurie as Maurice, Amelia Clark as Melissa, David Thewlis as Boss Man, uh, Hemish Patel as Keith, Gemma Arturton as Peaches. So big all-star cast, you know, for a not very well marketed, at least here in the States, animated film. <laughs> That's in January. It actually was an official selection to Sundance. And it was directed by Toby Ginkle and Florian Westerman. So, uh, so yeah, so this movie is about Keith, uh, the boy who plays the, plays the pipe, you know, plays the pipe, kind of like the Pied Piper mm-hmm. and Maurice. And then a group of rats that go to the small little village cottage, you know, uh, villages and play and basically run a scam that hey you your entire village is being overrun with rats i'm a cat i catch rats if you pay me a lot of money that all you know and of course i can't do this by myself so i enlist the help of this pied piper that plays 
to attract the rats. But, you know, since they're all in on it together, you know, once they get the money from the villagers, they do that. So the whole point of them doing this is because Maurice has been reading this book um, about this bunny that lives in this in this uh, kind of town where lives in this land, this kind of secluded island where there's where animals talk and dress in clothes and they coexist with humans. So Maurice is a talking cat. These are talking talking rats. So and it explains how they got how they were able to get their voice, you know, speak and learn things. And basically they from eating the trash of eating the trash of witches and warlocks essentially. So basically they like you see a door open and you see them dump trash in this area. Yeah. And then shut the door and then it disappears. So they're eating they're drinking like potions. They're reading like spell books, stuff like that, and then that's how they explain why why they can why they can talk and why they're well educated. So Maurice has these rats talked in, you know, conned into like there's actually a place that this is this is, but we need to get more money before we can go before we can get there because we need money so we can pay to get on a boat to go to this magical island. Whereas Maurice just wants to get more money so they can. Because um, he's greedy, and then you know the kid's just been Keith has just been enlisted to help. So yeah. until they go to this village where there are no rats and no food, just two two sketchy looking guys that are rat catchers, and their boss, you know, their boss boss man, just very tall, ominous looking, but walks kind of weird and unstable. So you think it's something's kind of up with that. And then, of course, the mayor's trying to essentially they're getting close to it being a famine because there's no food because something or somebody is taking all the food. And it turns out it's these rats that not Maurice's rats, but the other these other rats that are stealing the food for the boss man through when Maurice and his friends show up, they end up meeting Melissa, who turns out to be the mayor's daughter. And she's all, all she does is read books, read books, read books, read books. So to her, everything's like a story, like a fable story. And so this is just one more adventure. So she's ready to go on this adventure to try and, um, she found out, you know, she knows that Maurice is talking or discovers Maurice is a talking cat and they have talking, that there are talking rats and that they're all in on this. They're going to find out what's been happening with all this food and all this other stuff. And they go on this adventure to try and solve it. And once you find out who the boss man is, things kind of there are some parts that seem a little dark, but Grayson said she wouldn't. She, Grayson gave it the two thumbs up, so seal of approval from her at eight. And I think this is this movie would be fine for younger kids like toddler, like four or fives. But I think the only thing that might be scary are the glowing green eyes from boss man. Mm-hmm might seem a little ominous and a little scary but otherwise it's it's not that scary but it is i think is definitely geared towards kids it's not a family it's not they're not putting jokes in for parents you know like disney or pixar and some of these other movies even puts some boots and in minions you know have jokes kind of for everybody this movie's not that it's this is strictly a kid's movie the animation's done really well i don't think parents are really going to enjoy this much kids 
younger kids especially will like it. I'm kind of surprised Grace don't like it because I thought she might think it's too kiddie. You know what I mean? Like it's like she's aged out of these type of movies. I guess is a good way to put it. Yeah. But she liked it, so I'm like, cool. As long as you two thumbs up, all right. That's all I care about. As long as you had a great time, that's all that matters to me. I thought it was okay. I would have rather seen Puss in Boots again. <laughs> Compare, I mean, if these were the two options, I would have rather seen that one again. But I'm just happy that there was a new movie out for kids her age to go see. So uh, the Amazing Maurice, if you could find it um, in your area um, and have kids to go see this, I would try and go see it while it's still out. I think if this were on streaming... Yeah, everybody would love it. Yeah. Because parents are not have to pay attention. Kids could go ahead and have it on while the parents are cooking dinner and doing other things. Um, but this is definitely, I think if it, if it, well, not if, when it goes to streaming, especially if it goes to Netflix or somewhere, it's going to be a huge hit. It'll be in the top 10 because it's a kid's movie that, yeah. But it's a runtime of one hour, 33 minutes, so perfect runtime there there's only one song in it and it's i mean it's okay but there's only i mean it's not a like a singing all the way through type of thing like there's gonna be like five or six songs it's literally just the one at the beginning yeah amazing maurice all righty i was on social media and i kept seeing posts about this movie so i signed up for a trial for bet plus because it's the only place to watch it so i checked out the movie called the reading Okay. It was released February 2nd of this year. Runtime of an hour and 36 minutes. And it's directed by Courtney uh, Glaude. Or Gloud. And it stars Monique. Uh, Chastity Surreal. Denisha Hardiman. Ian Haywood. Macaulay Teeters. And Lisa Alavi. Or Alavi. So this movie follows Emma. As she writes a book in order to cope with the deadly home invasion and how a new terror will be unleashed after a reading performed at her home. So movie starts off with uh, Monique's character, Emma coming home. She's greeted by her kids and her husband Uh, while she's preparing lunch or dinner. You see three assailants enter the home. Um, There's a key left in the door. So obviously the door wasn't unlocked, wouldn't locked, Mm -hmm. but they come in and they pretty much, that's four people. They pretty much strategically take each person out. Like the, she's got a daughter, young son, and her husband. Takes them out. One person beats her down, even to the point where they sever one of her fingers from her, from her hand. She does survive this. She gets, you know, she gets beaten, but she survives this. And a year later, she's written a book, and she's on a talk show, promoting it. And she's got kind of a speech impediment, kind of like how in the movie Us. Uh, Lupita mm-hmm. Nyong'o, how she was talking as her yeah. other, she's kind of talking yeah. like that, Ooh. in a way, in a way, right. yeah, just, like as a result of her attack. Gotcha. Um, that's what it reminded me of. It's not not as well done, but that's what it reminded me of. And then we're introduced to Sky, her and her three friends. Uh, Sky has this ability to channel spirits, so they go around for. They have no good purpose. They they scam people out of their money, basically, mm-hmm. <laughs> using her abilities. Um, the first person they show, she's channeling his mother, and he's like so wrapped up and caught up in what she's saying that 
they try to get him to donate money to a charity that they made up. But she also experiences like kind of a moment that kind of spooks her, kind of freaks her out. So she's telling her friend Gregory about it, saying like, you know, while we were doing that reading, the spirit almost made physical contact with her. And he's like, well, it didn't happen. So what's the problem? You know, what happens if it happens? You know, what happens should that take place? And she explains that if a spirit touches me, then they'll take possession of me, basically. Okay. So, so she's freaked out. She doesn't even want to do it anymore. And yeah. she's, she's, she's kind of having guilt, you know, being attacked by guilt for them scamming people. She don't want to do that anymore either. And, you know, he's like, you know, whatever, in a way. So she wants to make an official announcement to her friends. But before she can do so, Gregory decides to sign her up for one more, I guess, scheme. We'll put it that way. And it happens gotcha. to be with uh, Emma. So he made contact with her assistant and says that, you know, due to what happened, she's having issues with coping. So they figure Sky coming in to do a reading, maybe it'll help her get some closure. So they come in. Um, well, first, Sky's mad at Gregory for that because, you know, I told you, you know, what happened and how I feel. But because it's paying $20,000, and if they do this right, they may be able to scam her out of 100 grand. She's reluctant to do, you know, she reluctantly does it because she does need the money. She's trying to help her mom with the bills and everything. So they go to do this. And during her reading, she starts to tell some personal details that kind of gets under Emma's skin because, you know, how does she know this? You know, how does she know these things? Then there's like foot, you know, foot, um, <clears throat> hearing footsteps up mm-hmm. above in other rooms. So it's kind of freaking everybody out. And so... Emma steps away. Her assistant goes and talks to her. You know, she said, how do they know all this stuff about me? So her assistant reveals that, you know, I may have told them some things that make it interesting. You know, I haven't told them a lot, but just a little bit. All um, right. Of course, Emma's not happy about that. But Sky, they're not aware that she knows that they got some of this information. So she feels like during her reading, she was kind of close to making contact with her family. So she wants to continue doing it to maybe do something good to get her some closure. Um, so Emma comes back. They continue the reading. But this time, Sky really freaks out. Like her body starts kind of doing that bone breaking mm-hmm. contortion. She starts having like black veins popping up on her skin. Like she's really getting deep into this reading. And she even channels her family. Like even her voice changes to sound like them. You know, it's really spooking people out. Yeah. And and I'll just say from there, things kind of go left. I don't want to say specifically how. Yeah. But um, things go left from that point. Um, yeah. After that, spoiler heavy. I can't talk about anything after that. Okay. But I'll say, like, for anything, if you watch this, Monique does a lot for this role, for this movie. Like, she's putting a, a lot of herself into her role. Yeah. Yeah. On one hand, it's good because you see that she has range. You know, mm-hmm. it's been a while since she's been in a movie. But then on the other hand, she's kind of maybe overdoing a little bit in a way. Gotcha. Um, so, like, maybe some moments are funny when it shouldn't have been. But it's entertaining overall. Gotcha. Um, it's only an hour and 36 minutes. Um, okay. So, and it goes by pretty quick. Like, you know, you introduce to Monique, Sky, her friends, and then this. And it just goes from there. So, but... If you have BET Plus or if it shows up on another streaming service, I think it's worth checking out. If anything, for Monique, you know, the supporting cast. Right. Seems like they still got some some 
work to do as far as building up their acting chops, but they do okay. they do they play the role, so to speak. But I think right. it's, it's entertaining overall. And Monique okay. is cool. just I think she knocks it out. I think I just I feel like um she gave a lot for this. And they didn't and basically like, the movie didn't the bit the movie didn't do her any not, justice. Not basically. completely. Like at some moments, yeah. yes, but otherwise it just wasn't completely there. But it's enough to entertain you at least. Okay, cool. Um so this my next my second movie is one that uh, was, I, I want to say recommended. We'll just say, go with our uh, past guest, uh, two-time past guest. Uh, director Rod Wary, uh posted one time after watching this movie, the movie mm-hmm. uh, St. Omer, O-M-E-R, uh, which is the name of, I believe, the town in which, the town in France in which this court case was. At the location, and I think Saint Omer is actually hyphenated. But anyways, okay. movie in the for the movie's sake, the title is not hyphenated. He was talking about the amazing performances and direction in this movie. So at the time when he was talk, was singing its praises and thinking it might get nominated for best international film. Um, it wasn't available anywhere. Like I don't even think it was at Belcourt. Like it just either you got a screening or they had it somewhere in L in Los Angeles where he was able to watch it. But uh, yeah, we couldn't, I I couldn't find it anywhere. Um, Finally it dropped on iTunes or on demand, wherever you get it. Cause it's on prime also. So I I rented it cause I was curious. I wanted to see what, you know, what I wanted to see how good it was. Um, So this movie is PG 13. It, is a runtime of two hours and two minutes. It will feel like it. You will feel that runtime. Um, not because it's boring, just because it is very slow, very methodical. The only thing that isn't slow are the because it is subtitled because it's all in, unless you unless your French is really good. Yeah. Mine, uh, one semester in high school, twenties years ago. Yeah. Um, Back in the day. <clears throat> yeah. Um anyways. Um <laughs> they uh I think Nirvana was first get becoming a thing the last time I took French. Uh wow. Um anyways, uh <laughs> the story follows Rama, a novelist who attends the trial of Lawrence Coley at the Saint Omer uh Saint Omer. A criminal court to use her story to write a modern day adaptation of the ancient myth of Medea. But things don't go as expected. So the only Medea I know is Tower Perry's Medea. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to do some homework in addition to trying to re harness my French. Right. my skills so that I can try and do these names justice whenever I read off the cast. First of all, Medea in Greek mythology is perhaps implying either a planner or schemer. She is the daughter of King Aedes of Colchis 
a niece of Circe and the granddaughter of the sun god Helios. Medea figures in the myth of Jason and the Argonauts, appearing in Hesoid's Theogony. There we go. Around 700 BC, but is best known for Euripides' tragedy Medea in the Apollonius of Rhodes' epic Argonautica. Medea is known in most stories as a sorceress and is often depicted as a priestess of the goddess Hecate. I'm butchering Greek more than I'm going to butcher French. <laughs> you're good, you're good. Um, yes, sure. Um, but basically, Medea plays the archetypal role of helper maiden, aiding Jason in his search for the golden fleece by using her magic to save his life out of love. Once he finished his quest, she abandons her native home of Colchis and flees westward with Jason, where they eventually settle in Corinth and get married. So basically, at some point, Jason leaves her for some other woman. Um, she has two kids with him mm-hmm. and then basically decides to kill the person that uh, killed the woman that Jason left her for and then kills the two sons that uh she had with Jason. So, yeah. So, what, so what I'm trying to say is this movie is not a comedy that I'm about to talk about. <laughs> it is a courtroom drama-ish. Um, the movie stars Keiji Kagame as Rama, Guslage Malanda as Lawrence Coley, Valerie Dreville as La Presidente du, du Tribunal, and uh, Ariola Petit as Mathieu Van Vadenay, and Xavier Male as Luc Dumontet. Isn't it pretty right? Oh, look at that. I did all right. Um, got through it. It is, it is directed by Alice Diop and written by Amrita David. I always wrote the script. <clears throat> screenplay with LSD up and Zoe Galeron. So this movie is actually based on true events that actually happened in 2013 of Febene a mother who in 2013 abandoned her 15 month old daughter on a beach in Berek sur Mer at high tide. So the movie starts off with with Lawrence Coley and her baby walking to the ocean and it kind of goes dark because it's in the dead of night when this happens. And the next thing you know, it then shows it kind of cuts to Rama and her family. Rama's in a mix, a uh, blended uh, as a blended marriage. Uh, She is black. Her husband's white Um, there. She is four months pregnant with her first child. So she's wanting to go and cover the story of uh, Lawrence Coley because she's wanting to do this <laughs> updated story of uh, in, of Medea and and how it relates to this courtroom drama while she is also four months pregnant. I don't know who thought who. I don't know why her thought or why her husband 
and she because she had to travel and she was traveling by herself. So mm-hmm. she's in a room in a hotel room by herself when she's not at the courthouse. She is hearing these horrible uh, these horrible stories about this uh, about Lawrence Coley, you know, killing her child. And then, you know, basically her saying the hardest the hardest thing was not killing my child. It was the two years before that were the worst times of my life. So Lawrence Coley is married to someone 30 years older than her who is already married and has one, if not two children from that marriage. He is refusing to get a divorce. He's keeping her at another place and basically goes over there and just spends time with her. But then if there is like any sort of social function, Mm -hmm. she is not invited. He goes with his family family. So she's the side piece and then gets pregnant. Just there as needed. Pretty much. And yeah, doesn't feel wanted. She never leaves. Um, She doesn't tell him that he, that she is pregnant he doesn't find out till after the baby is born. The baby is born in the apartment and not at a hospital. She never leaves the apartment. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, as you can imagine, probably just a hair bit of postpartum depression going on. Yeah. A taint. Yeah. But because this guy is such a winner... <laughs> He finally takes the baby out when the baby, I think, is like five months old. Mm-hmm. Finally leaves the house for the first time ever. Or leaves the apartment for the first time ever. And he's like taking it. He talks about how he takes it on a walk. And everybody says how beautiful it is. But, you know, it, it was. He's not. A, there, he's not a likable character. She is really not much of a likable character. The only one you're kind of feel sorry for is Rama. But really, at the same time, I don't feel too sorry for her because. She's chosen to, she's taken it upon herself to want to tell this story, which if, I don't know, if, when you're pregnant, you're, you know, your body's changing, your hormones are changing, like, you're going through so many internal physical changes as well as mental changes. Mm-hmm. I don't think covering the story of a woman who killed, who drowned, essentially drowned her child is probably the best course of action <laughs> right so i the entire time i'm watching i'm like yeah no wonder why she like kind of spirals out listening to all this stuff and she's in the hotel room by herself and there's no one there to comfort her no one there for her to talk to and when she talks to her husband on the phone mm-hmm. and i'm just like good night Ugh. but the performances are great i mean Performances are great. I do think they could have probably the pacing could have been a little bit quicker mm-hmm. because it again it fills every bit of this two hours. But it is also interesting to see how a courtroom uh, runs differently than it does here, um, how it functions and everything. But um, yeah, there's a lot of things from the Medea mythology that mirror this. Cause she talks about how she was under a spell and that's, she, 
Yes, she knew that it was high time. It was like the water was up to her knees, but at the same time, she doesn't remember anything from that night. Because sorcery. She, yeah. she kept referring to sor- there was sorcery going on. So much like character of Medea. So it's it's it is a very interesting movie if it comes to streaming i would recommend watching it then um but it is a different movie it's not one it's not like one i'd it's not like a courtroom drama that i'd seen before i'll i will give it that um i did like it it was very uh it was very interesting and then the fact that you know they're trying to tie into this Greek mythology, but yet also it's still based on a actual event that occurred. It's very interesting to interweave all those things. And uh, Keiji uh, Kagame did so much, you know, acting that kind of acting where you don't have you have very few lines, so most of your acting is physical, your facial expression. So, yeah, your facial expressions, your body movements, things like that, nailed it in this movie. That's where she shines mostly, you know, is saying so much without saying not a thing. So. Yeah. But not to take anything from uh, Guslaji, uh Melanda also did a great job just trying to more or less be stoic the entire time and then has one scene where she just breaks down, but man, it was, it was a heavy movie. We'll say to watch, but it, but it was well done. So yeah. Yeah. St. Omer. Alrighty. Uh, I was able to check out triangle of sadness, which is Oscar nominated. <clears throat> yep, I can't wait. I can't wait because I already did a TikTok on it, so I can't wait to hear yours. Um, <clears throat> this was released September 22nd of last year. Runtime of two hours and 27 minutes. Directed by Ruben Ostlin. And it stars Harris Dickinson, uh, Charlby Dean, Dolly DeLeon, uh, Zlatko Buri, Iris Bourbon, Vicky Berlin. Woody Harrelson makes a appearance here. Henrik Dorson, Jean-Christophe Folly, Amanda Walker, um, Oliver Ford Davies, and Suni Mills. So this is about a fashion model celebrity couple as they join an eventful cruise for the super rich. Um, this movie is broken up into three parts. So uh, first part, Carl and Yaya. So in this section, we basically get introduced to this couple who spend a lot of time arguing, mostly over money. Um, Carl feels that Yaya is using him when they go out to eat to pay for all the meals, even though she makes more money than him. You know, they're both yep. models, but she's she, she's she's, she's, a, an, she's an she's an influencer. There you go. <laughs> so she's a model slash influencer. So she's basically into the relationship because them together means better numbers for her or for both mm-hmm. of them really but she's really into just Mainly using their relationship her. as a business yeah. <laughs> it's a yep. business business arrangement so she reveals this stuff to him after a recent argument because he brings up a moment when they had lunch she said you know next time we go out i'll pay for it and so 
check arrives. She makes no move to pay for it. And he brings it up. And of course, that never goes well. <laughs> An argument ensues and she flips it on him. And, you know, conveniently enough, when she does pay for it, the cars don't work. <laughs> Quote unquote. Shocker. Right. So, right. But when they get back to the hotel, she basically confesses that, yeah, I manipulate you. I manipulate situations on purpose. Um, but she brings up the fact that with her being a model, you know, what if she gets pregnant and can't work? She wants to make sure the person she's with can support her if she can't do it anymore, or at least during the time when she's taking care of the baby. And then her ultimate goal is to have a sugar daddy, basically a trophy wife. So she doesn't have to work. Right. But Carl basically says that, you know, makes a bet that he can change her mind, which, you know, it's never, never a good thing. <laughs> so which leads us to part two, the yacht. Um, yep. They find our way on this yacht. <laughs> so you have a bunch of rich type that have earned their money from various business ventures. They're here because they're models and got to go for free. So there's a difference between them and everybody else. Um, the staff is doing everything they can to make sure they please the rich people. You know, whatever they need, whatever they want. It's yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Even if it's something illegal, whatever. Um, even to the point where one of the guests insists that the staff takes a break, goes for a swim, and pretty much everyone on board, whether you're chef, cooks, cleaning crew, whatever, everybody goes swimming. Now, the lead chef says that if I send my staff, the food's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. But his arms twist, he's like, all right. Yeah. Tells everybody to go swim, go have your fun, blah, blah, blah. And which leads us to a dinner where we finally get to see our <laughs> captain, played by Woody Harrelson, mm. which they yes. they tried through the whole movie before he finally makes his appearance to get him to come out of his cabin, out of his lot, because he's the yeah. captain. He's supposed right. to greet all the guests. And he's like, no, nah, let's let, let, my, yep. yeah, let, my, let, my, let my assistant take care of it. It's all right. I, I'm just going to stay in here. Because he's just drinking, just, a, you know, just drunk. Yeah, we so he finally does come out, meets the meets the um, <clears throat> the guests, but during the course, which is a seafood dinner, various seafood dishes, people start getting sick, <laughs> and it's very violently sick. Things are coming and out of both everybody. ends. Everybody, yes, everybody. It was it was. <laughs> I was watching. I was like, God. Didn't I? I feel like I told you about that. <laughs> I don't know. But um, but yeah, I but I. I it was basically a social commentary. It was rough. Yeah, yeah. It was rough watching. Well, and, it, and a lot of it, too, is not just the food, but it's because the the uh, oh yeah the ocean was so choppy. Like, you yeah. can see out the window, like, there's just, like, they were, like, in the middle of a storm almost. And yeah. so they're having this big captain's dinner, and, like, the waves are just crashing, and just, it's not making it. Uh, it's not op- helping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, not make, it's not optimal for, for wanting to eat. Right. So it's like you got you're either you're sick from the food or you're sick from emotional sickness or both. Both. Yeah. <laughs> to the point of toilets are overflowing, exploding, got yeah. <laughs> everything's leaking out everywhere. I'm just like, man, <laughs> rough. So <laughs> after and, all that, uh, I'd say, and if only that was the only issue going on, because you haven't gotten right. to the fact that. Woody Harrelson's captain is a Marxist, and they have this. Is he Russian? I think he's Russian communist. I think, I think most everybody on there is rich yeah. Russians. Yes. Yeah. Russian communist on there, 
that uh, they're drinking. You know, they're both really highly drunk. Mm-hmm. And Captain invites this guy to his cabin for them to drink some more. And <laughs> Duke gets in there, gets at his desk, finds his microphone that is goes over the entire PA system of this boat. Yeah. And is spouting off his communist <laughs> beliefs while everybody is like puking their guts out. <laughs> like, it is like, like imagine like how could a, right when you're like, I, I feel so sick. How could this get any worse? And then you hear this idiot that you can't turn off. No. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> uh, but once all that settles, you have some pirates to show up. Toss a hand grenade on on board, blowing up the yacht, and then every everyone that survives ends up on an island. And when it got here, it kind of reminded me of Lord of the Flies in a way. Yep. Um, but like the hierarchy changes. So one of the toilet managers catches an octopus. Yep. Abigail. <laughs> no one knows how to. Yeah, Abigail. Nobody knows how to clean it. Nobody knows how to make a fire. So she does everything. So when she's divvying up the octopus, she keeps most of it. And Paula, who was like the head crew member, is like, how do you get, why do you get more? Because I cooked, I made the fire, and I, you know, did everything. What did y'all do? We moved some logs, moved a heavy log. It's not enough. (laughs) So she gets up, it's like, well, look, I know my role on the yacht was as this, but here we are, there's no yacht. We're on this beach, we're on this island, so I'm the captain. Yep. And then everybody that calls her the captain, she tosses them a piece of octopus like they're they're well trained animals and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it, um, <clears throat> and then from there, you know, she, she actually she, when she arrives, she's on like what a um, like a safety. Yeah. Almost like a panic room. <laughs> yeah, but floating. Like a panic, a room panic room. Float. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, what it is. Yeah, I feel like if she never came ashore she'd been good but because they discovered her she had to share all her food and everything but um yeah it it just changed from there i, I laughed i was like yeah this is not the yacht we're not working um i am the most resourceful here so yeah i'm running things so whatever i say goes <laughs> and, well, uh, everybody and i feel there, like oh go ahead, oh, go ahead. No, i'm just gonna go say ahead. that you know everybody that's left you know they have their money but in this situation that money does nothing for you <laughs> Yeah, you know, you got to actually get your hands dirty and put in the work, and you know they do kind of have their redeeming moment later. But um, at first, it's just like, yeah, we can't do any of this. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> I I feel like when after like all the puking and everything kind of stopped, that's when the, also I feel like the kind of tone changes a little bit and gets a little yeah. bit darker. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like a lot darker. Like this, yeah. if the, if you want to classify this as a comedy, which I think is how it. I think it was in Golden Globe. I feel like it was in comedy or musical or something like that. Right. I mean, or some, some humor. Something similar. There is some humor, but it's not like a, not like a yeah. comedy comedy. No. It's a very, dark very humor. dark. It's a very, very dark comedy. If yeah. that, Like Death to Smoochie kind of dark. Yeah. Um, I think Smoochie had more yuck yucks. Um, but it just, this movie just like, went, as soon as it got on the island, it just kind of changed tone. Things yeah. like got a bit darker. I'm like, what is going on with this movie? We're now on Survivor. And, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, Dolly Dion or De, Donnie, Dolly 
De Leon. De Leon. There we go. <laughs> uh, I know it's won a couple of awards for her for her role in this. Had some like smaller um, yeah. award shows. So yeah, yeah. She was great. Yeah, everybody else is a little more forgettable, but. But then I was reading that the actress that played Yaya, she passed like shortly after the movie release. Really? Yeah, she had like um, a rock. Well, they say like succumbed. Is it, is it... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So, apparently, right. she succumbed to a lung infection, and she oh, had shit. like um, she had lost her spleen several years ago from a car accident, and so I guess there's complications from that. Damn. Um, yeah, I was like, man. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, huh. like, wow. That's crazy. Because they were saying like this, this would have been her breakout role. Yeah. But it was, but I, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, that that the yacht, how that scene ended there, it's like man, yeah. that'd be a horrible situation to be in. Yes. Horrible. Yes. This is was, why. This I'm like literally I'm watching like this is why Ruth can't get me on a cruise. Like I don't. Maybe I just need to show them the scene. Yeah. <laughs> like. It's like Before this, I accept but it, this, I said, I said just just realized. Okay, so take the communism talk over the PA system and put like Disney music instead, because y'all want to go on a Disney cruise. This is going to be literally the same thing for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, Why is the music so cheery no. and I'm vomiting yeah. my, my, my? Yeah, yeah, no. I'm scream. Uh, yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> like, no, yeah, thank you. And the thing about this, I, I don't. I may have watched the trailer like back when it first came out, mm-hmm. but I didn't remember anything from it. So I pretty much went into watching this blind. Oh, same. I, I just same. like so when I was watching, it, I was like, okay, so we're gonna be watching following this these model, whatever. Yeah. Just like that doesn't sound interesting. But then as it progressed, yeah. I was like, oh, this is more than just following the model. Yeah. It's kind of <clears throat> their story mixed in. Yeah. With all, everything else. So that was good. Yeah. No, it it was it was just. I was like, okay, maybe this movie just isn't for me, or maybe I just haven't fully appreciated it. Maybe a second viewing would probably help. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, it was something that's for sure. For sure. Um, real quick, movie-wise, I had one yes last week I meant to talk about, and I forgot. Uh, I watched a series that's on Netflix. That'd be great if you have like this is a good tween series, I think. Um, Grace and mine even like it. It's called Lockwood and Company or Lockwood and Co. It's on Netflix. There are eight episodes. They're like the 40 minute episodes, 40, 45 minute episodes. A tiny startup run by two teenage boys and a newly arrived, supremely uh, psychically gifted girl, a renegade trio destined to unravel a mystery that will change the courts of history. Basically, they're ghost hunters. I, I don't know why that put in there. But they're uh, they ventured nightly into all kinds of different combats with deadly spirits, and amidst the many corporate uh, adult-run agencies. So they are each episode. So they're episodic. So each episode there's a different mystery, but yet things from the previous episode are still carrying over. Does that make sense? So kind of like a Buffy episode where you may have a freak of the week, but you still have the the season long things going on, you know, progressing. Uh, so something like that. It's actually pretty good, it's entertaining to watch. Um, again, great for like your uh, 
your teens, tweens. Um, and again, Grayson may like it. If you liked Wednesday, you may like this type of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's not as clever, I guess you could say, as Wednesday. But it's still um, still really well done and pretty entertaining. So I would uh, definitely put that on the radar. So I enjoyed it. I watched all eight. Um, are you caught up on Last of Us? No, I didn't watch the Uh-oh. issue. Didn't watch the I didn't watch one? the episode. No, I didn't okay. watch it. Okay. I was planning on to it. I just hadn't got to it yet. Gotcha. I did finish Velma, though. Okay. It turned, yeah. turned out to be okay. You know, yeah. I don't think it's as bad as what it's the negative what everybody says. negativity that it's getting. I don't think it deserves yeah. all that. Um, but I thought it was pretty decent. Gotcha. You know, like the first few episodes kind of so-so but as it progressed yeah you see the story that they were coming up with so i thought it was okay right. overall yeah okay i'll uh i'm gonna probably finish that up this week because i think i only have like one or two left yeah, um 10 episodes yeah and then uh one i want to recommend to everybody to watch if you have peacock do yourself a favor and watch um poker face with natasha leone Created by Ryan Johnson, who did Knives Out, Glass Onion, mm-hmm. and yes, the Star Wars, Last of the Jedi. Um, these are brilliantly done. Each episode is a different mystery with different guest characters. Um, but again, there is kind of like an overarching story that follows you from the first episode all the way through to the end. Well, there are only six episodes in out of ten. Okay. So each week, new, I think it's each Friday, new episode. Um, very well done. Each week, different mystery. Um, Natasha Leone is just amazing. I, I love her. You know, um, my I think out of the six so far, my favorite episodes are the third one with Little Rail as mm-hmm. a barbecue master, but also has like a radio show from Texas. He's in Texas. He has a radio show about his barbecue and everything to kind of hype it up and everything and get the word out and get people to come out to his little barbecue place that he has, that he runs with his brother and, um, and his sister-in-law. So it's, it's really well done. Uh, cracked me up. I really dug that one. And then the most recent one, episode six with, uh, with Judith light, uh, from who's the boss. Mm-hmm. And is it S. Patha Martin? I think she was on like one of the courtroom shows. Um, anyways, they play. They are uh, residents of a nursing home, or we'll just say of, uh, at an assisted living. They're residents of an assisted living that see somebody from their past that they recognize and decide that that person that has to die and they're freaking hilarious and these episodes on peacock are um they do have some like they do have language in it they they aren't afraid to drop some f-bombs and stuff in there because they feel like i guess it's on a streaming service so they don't have you know, a little more uh, liberty to do that yeah to do that so but the entire series is great so far so Highly, highly, highly recommend. So I will probably actually go back and rewatch. Uh, first, 
the first episode has Adrian Brody and um, Benjamin Bratt is a recurring character in a couple of different episodes. So, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely on the recommend list. I'm trying to think from the second episode who the oh John Ratzenberger, you know, from Cheers and all Pixar movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, is the guest one? Let's see, what was third? I'm trying to remember the fourth one. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. So check it out, check it out, check it out. And oh, uh, coming up this week, Tuesday, Valentine's Day. Mm. Oh, your heart's ready. Um, Wednesday the fifteenth, we have Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, finally getting released. So there, we will be talking about that next week. <laughs> Yep, that's going to be a Friday. What? Yep. And then um, and then after that, the Friday the 17th, we have Ant-Man and Wasp, Quantumania. Yep. As well as uh, Marlowe. So I'll, I would like to be able to go check that out, but that might be a next week. Or a week after, I mean, type of uh, movie viewing for that one. Yeah. So... But yes, we're uh, February is in full swing with our great movies because the week after we also have Cocaine Bear. So, yes, sir. Yep. That's going to be interesting. Wild. It'll be wild. Go ahead and say it. It'll be wild. Yeah. That's okay. And uh, yeah, that's all I got, my friend. I have nothing else to add. You have nothing else to add, and we'll find me that way. Well, I hope everybody has an amazing week. I hope you also have a wonderful Valentine's Day, Galentine's Day, or whatever guys have. Um, Rowentines? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Eh, whatever. <laughs> I don't oh. know. Whatever. Yep. So, um, Chiefs oh. win by three. 38 to 35. So since the, since the right. speak of All the right. NFL was about scripts, I guess uh, they decided yeah. to make up for the Chiefs' loss to the Patriots some years ago. <laughs> there you that, go. That, that's kind of my joke. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so um, <laughs> um, my mom just sent this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she said that the key here is that my grandfather was in a nursing home and the Chiefs won. So this year, my grandmother is in a nursing home, um, <laughs> and the Chiefs won. So, <laughs> um, anyways, uh, she states, uh, "Just hope we don't get into uh, lockdown." This oh, and then so basically, you know, my mom's worried that Chiefs probably won't make win another Super Bowl until she goes into a nursing home. <laughs> we'll see if the pattern holds, <laughs> but hopefully, yep, we'll see. Happen. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. If ever. Um, but, know. yeah. Um, no, my mom will definitely go to assisted living. She even told me. She's like playing. She goes, yeah, 10 more years selling on the house, moving into an assisted living. I'm like, all right, cool. She's got it planned you out. And the, you and the Rowdies all going to get a – you and the Rowdies already got this figured out? Her friends are known as the Rowdies. Um, planning for bingo night. Yeah. Yep. Uh, no, they – 
Was it Bunko? They're Bunko people. Okay. Yeah, he owes them some Bunko. Just roll with it, man. <laughs> That's all I do. Like, all right. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, congrats to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, and then for me, uh, I had no part in this other than turning the TV off. Um, that's how I contributed to the Missouri Tigers um, beating the University of Tennessee in basketball with a buzzer be- three-point buzzer beater. Dang, really? They uh, got de- So they got done yeah. again like Vandy did? I do. <laughs> yeah. Basically, UT got knocked out, but UT got knocked out by both black and gold teams. That's wild. In the same, wow. I actually watched the Vandy UT game, which I I rarely watch Mm -hmm. any games, but I watched Mm -hmm. it because I wanted to know how the traffic would be when I got off work. I was kind of hoping it would have went to overtime. I was like, nah, it's good that they knocked it out like they did. Yep. And then, uh, (laughs) yeah, and... uh, so I was watching third quarter, trying to eat, you know, I was eating dinner, watching third quarter. And I was like, oh, let's see how well they can do here. Yeah. And they were up by 10. And <laughs> within the f- next couple of minutes, they were down. They were only up by like three. I'm like, yep, turn that back off. <laughs> like, <laughs> nope. Ha ha. And then I saw the uh, video of the buzzer beater and they won by one point. So knocked out number six. Wow. So congrats to the Mizzou Tigers. Cheers. Congrats. So, yep. Take, well, t- and, you know, Tigers, Tigers have been up and down all season, but nobody here wants to listen to Jeff talk about that. Um, I'm just proud of him because Missouri's not known for having great, we're, we're great at having mediocre teams. Um, so the fact that they're doing really fairly decent this season and nobody was expecting them to with a new coach, just more props to them. So, yeah. And that concludes Jeff Talk Sports. Other than you know Kyrie joining the Mavs, and they are three and one with uh with him now on the team. So, so trade worked yeah. out for them. Nope. Yep. So yeah. Um. But yeah, next week be prepared. We will have a lot to talk about. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. From myself and uh, brother Patrick, we want to wish everyone. Uh, an amazing week and a amazing Valentine's. You know, how are you celebrate? Yeah. Eat all the food. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.